You're listening to the Time to Thrive podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and strategies from a leading marketing expert. Are you ready to move your business out of survival mode? It's time to thrive. And now, here's your host, Bethany Meadows. Everybody, welcome to Time to Thrive. This is your host, Bethany Meadows. And today's guest is Michael DeLon. He's the president of Paperback Expert, a company helping business owners create credibility through publishing books, positioning them as experts in their field. He works with business owners to clarify their brand strategy, become best-selling authors, or even establish a profitable podcast. Michael is a best-selling author himself. His book on marketing is a definitive guide for small business owners on everything you can do to gain and retain customers. On today's episode, we're going to learn from Michael about creating marketing systems that actually work. That's always nice. And how to avoid marketing misfires. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Bethany. I appreciate you having me here. It's going to be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It really is. I mean, we had to like, you know, hold ourselves accountable to actually get the show started because we were talking about Yeah, before the show. That's always the case because it's always so interesting to meet new people. And, and of course, we're in similar fields, so we have lots in common. Um, so just as a, like we always do on the show, we, we ask you to pick a number one to five, and we're going to hit you with some random question um, that will give us a little insight about you personally. Okay. You got a favorite number, one to five? Well, I'll pick number one, of course. Number one. Okay. Number one is, what is the best thing to happen to you this year? The best thing to happen to me this year is I we, I actually stumbled upon a financial advisor that understands um, permanent life insurance the way that I want to under, I wanted to understand it. I knew it was possible to use it as a as a wealth building tool for generations. And I've talked with a lot of them and they don't understand it. This guy understands it. He explained it to me. And that helped me take the next step to building our family legacy and establishing that and getting it funded. And that's probably the best thing that's happened to me this year. Well, I love that because there's so much intentionality behind that that a lot of people don't have, right? That's We're right. kind of like we 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 go into denial about our age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about where, where you're at, but I'm in my fifties. Oh yeah. 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 You know, you suddenly like, wow, retirement's not that far away. So, you know, it's good to have that intentionality even from a young age and teaching our kids and well, yeah, you know, grandkids about it. Well, yeah. yeah, we could we could do a whole episode around that because it's a, it's, it's actually really a, um, I, th I think too many entrepreneurs think too short term. We're thinking about retirement and things. I'm thinking 200 years down the road. I'm I'm building this business to last for my great, great grandchildren, because as long as there are business owners, there are going to be people who struggle with marketing and need help. So right. I want my family to be there to serve them. So anyway, we can talk about that another time. Super cool. All right. I, I'm going to hit you with another kind of random question because I saw this somewhere in in my research of you on all the things. And um, it's a really peculiar quote. And okay. so I just thought maybe it would be nice for you to explain this really peculiar quote out of the gate. You tell um, entrepreneurs, and I quote, don't be a coffee bean. I do. What on earth does that yeah, mean? That's great, Bethany. Thanks. <laughs> so I, I love coffee. I drink it almost every day, right? Think about a coffee bean. If I give you a bag of coffee beans and you open them up and you pour them on the table in front of you, they all look the same. 
and they smell the same. In marketing, if you look like and sound like all of your competitors, you are not giving your audience a reason to choose you, to lean in, to connect with you. So you're a coffee bean because you look and sound like everybody else. That's what I mean by that. Wow. Okay. I love that. I love that analogy. We talk about that a lot in the Time to Thrive membership in terms of you know, your unique brands and finding customers that align with your values and your purpose um, because they're being genuine. People will be attracted to that, right? Absolutely. Be yourself and and share who you are. People, I, I'm convinced people buy who you are more than what you do for them. Right, right. And in a world of very untrustworthy people, connecting with people and having them trust you is is you know, is so valuable. What, one of the big things that you do, one of the primary things that you do is you um, help business owners write a book. Now I, and I was telling you before the show, I've actually just finished my second book and I can tell you it's a bit of a process uh, to put that together. So you're making it easier for, you know, maybe people who aren't necessarily a writer, like you have a system for that. Um, to actually get a book together. And there is a lot of value in creating that. But what are some of the ways writing a book can help grow a business? Oh, dozens. How, where do we begin? So the first thing I would tell you, Bethany, is never write a book. Okay? <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is, is you're, you seem to be an odd duck because you actually wrote, you wrote a book, right? I wrote my first book on marketing and mm-hmm. I vowed never to do it again because I'm not a writer and, and the process was just, frustrating about tore my family apart so we created a speak to write process because you've got everything in your head and we all we're all communicators so i tell people never write a book but speak to write your book and then hire people to edit and do all that how does a book help your business wow number one it puts you in a category of one If, if you're a coffee bean right now most of your competitors are one of the fastest bestest ways to get out of being a coffee bean is to say hey look I'm the author of this book. I'm the author of, I wrote the book on marketing, by the way. That's my first book on marketing. Yeah, I love that. The title kind of works with, I wrote the book on marketing. It does, you know? So (laughs) let me tell you you the story really quickly of how it helped my business. Okay, years ago, when I, I was in ministry, family ministry for about a decade, spent two years in prison, which means I was in a job I hated at the ministry I love because they, they did corporate reorganizations after a while. So when I, when I escaped from prison and left the ministry and started a marketing consulting firm, I'd call you and I'd say, Bethany, I can help you grow your business. You'd meet with me. We'd have a great conversation. You'd say, Michael, what have you done in the last few years? Who have you helped? And I said, oh, I've helped. Sorry. That's, that's all right. I've, no. I've helped build marriages and families at Family Life. And you'd say, Michael, that's great. So honorable way to go. Oh, look at the time. I've got another meeting coming up, Michael. And you'd usher me out the door because you didn't believe I could help you. And so I had to fix that. So God gave me the idea to take all of my marketing strategies and put them in my book. And so I published my book. Then I would call you, set a meeting. I'd mail a copy of my book to you. And a week later, I'd walk into your office and there it was. My book was on your desk, dog-eared, highlighted, and underlined. In that meeting, you say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. And I started gaining clients. And I thought, this is really cool because, Bethany, let me ask, what changed between the first meeting I had with you and the second? Not my background in ministry, not my understanding of marketing. Right. The only thing that changed was how you thought of me. Right. 
when, when you got a copy of my book, you instantly saw me as an expert in marketing. That changed everything. So it's the perception of how people see you and how they think about you as an author that changes everything. So once you have your book, let's say you're on LinkedIn. Well, put it in your profile. Give people an opportunity to get a free copy of your book. Yes, your book should be on Amazon and Kindle, but you're not going to get rich selling your book on Amazon. As a business owner, you're going to gain wealth by gaining new clients. So give your book away. Get them on your list. Market to them. Nurture, right? And what about referrals? How Everybody loves referrals, right? Mm-hmm. Rare is the day that I find a business owner who has, actually has a system to get referrals. So you have your book. You're a business owner. You have a happy client. Before they leave, say, Bethany, thank you so much for allowing me to serve you. Would you do me a favor, Bethany? And you'll always say yes because you're happy, right? Right. Hey, Bethany, would you do me a favor? And, and it would, it'd be a great honor for me if, if you take three or four copies of my book. And just the next time you're talking to your friends about how I've served you and helped you. So would you just hand a copy of my book to them and say, this is the person I trust. You should just read their book. And now you start getting your clients to hand out copies of your book to their friends because, well, birds of a feather do flock together. And mm-hmm. so if you've got great clients handing your book out and, and giving your kudos and singing your praises, guess what? You're going to grow your business. So there's two or three strategies right there. And I could go on and on and on and on about how a book and being an author can radically impact your business in the short term, but really over the long term, because a a book has shelf life. Right. And it's it's sacrilegious to throw it away. (laughs) That's right. I mean, there's a perceived value around a book and. It's kind of like, you know, thinking about it in terms of, um, you know, that there's like if somebody goes and gets their Ph.D., mm-hmm. right, their Ph.D. may not be in a subject or topic or anything that is of particular value to you. But the process of getting the Ph.D., you go, well, that's a kind of person who's really committed, who's, you yeah. know, same thing with a book. Yeah. Uh, somebody who writes a book is, you know, is somebody who's really committed to a process and disciplined and so on. Um, you did something called uh, or created something called the credibility calculator. Why? Yeah. What is that? And and why did you create that? Yeah, because there's a lot of confusion around credibility. Right. When I, when I wrote my book back in 2013, I had to I, had to, I figured out the um, definition of marketing. So I Googled marketing. This is 2013, right? I came up with about 90 different definitions. None of them made sense. And so I created my definition of marketing and I put it in my book. Well, mm-hmm. same thing happens around credibility. I talk about it all day long. People are like, well, what does it mean? How, do you, how does the audience think about credibility? How do I know whether, Bethany, you are credible or not? So we did the research and we put together 20 questions. You can take this. The credibility calculator is an online thing in under five minutes by answering 20 questions. I will give you your credibility score on a zero to 100 scale. And then you'll receive five videos that will talk about how to improve the credibility you have in the eyes of your audience. Okay. So Mm -hmm. we'll have a credit score and we work to improve it. Yeah. Do you know your credibility score? Interesting. Okay. Is that something that um, if the audience goes to your website, they can get access to? Absolutely. You can't okay. miss it because there's a big red sentence right at the top of our website. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I will put that link down in um, the description for the podcast and okay. 
uh, on YouTube. So if anybody wants to go check that out, they can. Absolutely. Um, how did writing your first book or on marketing, how did writing that book change your life? Well, number one, it, it started, it, it gave me a fast pass. You ever been to Disney? Disney World, yeah. right? You mm -hmm. get a, you pay extra to get the fast pass and you don't have to wait in line, right? Right. When, when I wrote my book, I went, I, I was competing against the ad agencies and the media reps in that city who are knocking on your door every day trying to sell you TV or billboard or whatever. When I mailed you this, I got a fast pass, an invitation to your office. It set me up so that when I got to your office, I wasn't selling. You saw me as an expert who had the solution to your problem because you'd already read my book. It wasn't a first meeting, Bethany. It was really a second because you'd already you'd already spent an hour or two with me in my book. And so it changed the perception of how you thought of me. Of me. And so I wasn't there trying to sell you my services. And everything. No, you were asking me, how do I do this? Can you help me do this? It changed the dynamic of me chasing after clients to the uh, I, I created an, an electromagnet. Basically, it attracts my ideal client. It allows me to give them a copy so they can spend time reading, determining if I'm a good fit for them. Do they like me so that I weed out people who aren't a good fit? I precondition prospects before I ever talk with them using my book, using videos, using podcasts. But it, it put me in a category of one. Hence why I chose the card number one. I don't want to I don't want to be a coffee bean. I was the only guy in town who had a book. Mm -hmm. And as I talk with business owners, no matter what the category, I'm like, how many of your competitors have their own book? Right. And the crickets start chirping. Yeah. It's a great opportunity for you to separate yourself and put yourself in a category of one. One of the other things I noticed about um, some of your offerings and the way you do things is that you're very system oriented. <laughs> and so you talk about the difference between a marketing system and just regular marketing. Yep. Um, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Absolutely. So every in business, everybody's after profits, right? We, we tried top line revenue so I can get profits. And I'm here to tell you that profits do not grow your business. Systems do. And proper systems will generate profits, okay? So business owners, many times they're solopreneurs or they have a really small team. And they don't build an, a, a way to replicate anything. And a system does not have to be... Um, Automated. I mean, I mean, um, technology. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of the systems that we use and that we teach our clients are not automated systems with software. They are actually systems using spreadsheets or thank yous, physical thank yous in the mail. Have you ever mm -hmm. received a physical handwritten thank you? I've got a, I've got a whole process around how to say thank you because Bethany in our culture, people have forgotten to say thank you. Yeah. So I've, got a, I've got a four step process to say thank you, which elicits from those I send it out to emails and calls going, Michael, thank you. That was awesome. What? A because it's very personal. Right. And, and why I'm doing that, Bethany, is because I'm trying to reach your heart because I'm convinced that if you reach the heart, the mind will follow because we make decisions emotionally. So yeah. systems, I, I look at systems like a stack of pancakes. Okay. We call them stackables. You build one system, you get it working, then you build a second system, and then you build a third. And so it goes anywhere from how do I reach out to somebody on LinkedIn? I have a system for that. When I have somebody on a, a prospect book a call with me, we have a system that 
they walk through where it gives them two or three different videos of me explaining who I am, our process, what they're going to expect on this call. And I do that to, again, disqualify some people and pre-qualify the ones who make it. Mm -hmm. And all of that's a system. When somebody books on my calendar, I don't have to do anything because the system is built. Okay, so I don't have time to to I'm not good enough, Bethany, honestly, to make sure all that happens every time I get an appointment. So we built a system. And, you know, the driving force behind all of that that makes it all work. Calendly, because we use their automated system and we just insert a thing, say, hey, watch this video before our call. Then it goes to a landing page with my videos there. I didn't have to create hardly anything, but it's a system that works every single time. I'm huge on systems because I am only good at four things, Bethany, okay, in life. S building systems is not one of them, and staying <laughs> on details is not one of them. So I have to have systems to run my business, but what it does is it allows my business to grow, and I know that when somebody does something in my business, a, a prospect or a client, I know it's going. they're going to have the same result, the same experience as everybody else, and that's really, really important in business. Yeah, the consistency. Um, you know, if we walk into a McDonald's down the street, we kind of expect the same experience that we get for one across town. Absolutely. Same thing in our business. So Absolutely. what what do you call a marketing misfire and how can a business owner avoid making those? Yeah. Marketing misfire. It so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all do it, right? But uh, a marketing misfire is really a, a decision that you're making by by chasing one of those shiny objects mm -hmm. or by just saying, well, everybody else is doing YouTube. I need to do YouTube. And, and it's just, it, it's a marketing decision that you make without having a strategy that coincides with your, your plan. Okay. Once you build a strategy for the quarter or the year, stick to it. And if a great idea comes up, good awesome. I'm going to put that on the parking lot and we'll talk about that at quarterly planning. Okay. Right. So the misfires happen when, oh, all the gurus are saying LinkedIn's the place to be. I've got to be on LinkedIn. Oh, did you know that? Here's, here's one of my favorites. What was it? Um, Clubhouse. A year or two or three ago, Clubhouse came out, right? I had right. four people, Bethany, tell me in a short period of time, Michael, you've got to be on Clubhouse. Everybody's going to Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse, you're going out of business. Michael. I'm like, I'm not going to Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm still not on Clubhouse. We're doing very well. Thank you very much. That would have been a marketing misfire for us because it wasn't aligned with our strategy. Right. Right. Awesome. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about client conversions, because mm -hmm. I think once sometimes the mistake that business owners make is they focus on the initial activity that draws the top of the funnel. They focus on top of the funnel, but then they drop the ball as it were, as it, as it is for moving people through that sales funnel. So let's talk a little bit about client conversion and how we can have success in that area. Yeah, that's great. Wow. The 3% rule. So think of a pyramid, right? Or an iceberg, top percent, 3% of the people, probably less, are in the market today for whatever you're offering. About 67% are going to be in the market sometime in the next 90 days to a year and a half. The other bottom third, just they're never going to come. Yeah. Most business owners focus on that top 3%. And what happens is they get somebody to opt in, but they never have a long follow-up process. 
If you're not going to get on the phone call with me in three calls, I'm done. But you know what? I'm not ready because a lot of you are researching. So you've got to have an – I'm a big email fan, right? I, I want to engage people with, with email because my emails are written very story-based. They're very personal. So you get to know me through email. So once you're on my list, you're going to get a daily email from me. You're also going to get a lot of videos from me because I, I just love video. And they're short videos. They're long videos. I'm going to invite you to different videos, different events. I'm nurturing you because I know you may not be ready today. Okay, I'm getting ready to buy rear shocks for my car. Okay, I've been on Amazon three times looking at shocks. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to buy yet. Do you think Amazon's going to give up on me and never show me shocks again? Heavens no, they're all over the place now. Every little website I go on has shocks for my car. I'm like, what? But they're nurturing me, right? It, why, why don't we do that in business? Because we're so focused. And I think that's another misfire is staying so focused on that front end and forgetting the back end because everybody has what I call a dormant database. We have a database of people that's not doing anything because we've forgotten about them. We are not engaging with them. And so we have strategies that we use to breathe life into that dormant database because as the old saying would, say, would, would go, there, there's gold in them our hills. <laughs> Let's go mine some of that gold. Yes. So, I, you know, as we, we're wrapping up here, what, do you have any final words of wisdom? You know, things that business owners can do that can help to differentiate themselves from, from their competitors or uh processes or systems or things what's the most common thing that business owners miss you know being themselves okay be yourself stop hiding behind social media stop hiding behind your your phds or whatever you have be yourself and put some video on your website i go to so many websites bethany and they were built in the 1900s i think (laughs) it's still all text and stock photos do a short two-minute video of yourself and just introduce yourself to your people Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Let them know who you are and how you can help them and speak to their needs, not yours. But I I think that's the biggest thing is just being yourself and 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 letting your barriers down because people want to do business with people. Okay, so let let me know who you are and I'll either like you or I'm not. I I I didn't do video for a long time, Bethany, because I don't have this wonderful studio or Hollywood lighting or a great. And so because I thought I had to do video and show up like my clients thought I should show up. Right. All professional. Or your perception of what your clients thought you should show up. So finally, I got over that. I said, you know what? I'm going to show up as Michael. And if you like Michael, then let's talk. Let's do some business. But if this offends you, then go away because this is what you get. And and it just brings so much freedom in life. And you know what? I attract to me people who like me and we do lots of business together because I'm me. And when you go to my website, you're going to see videos of me and I'm going to be just like this because this is what you get. Right. So that, that's my, that's my counsel to business. It's just be yourself and do a little bit of video. Well, and I think too, like the genuine nature of being imperfect is relatable and it attracts people. And like earlier in the podcast, I, I bring my dog to the office Yeah, and somebody opened the front door of the office and he heard it and barked. And, you know, we could have started over, but you know what? Stuff happens. Dogs bark. Um, you know, we, especially you know, now we're, we're at home, work at home culture. Now I've got a client that every time I talk to her, her cats are in the background, meandering. I, I don't care. 
Yeah. I want to know you. Yeah, absolutely. Just be, you know, warts and all. Be real. I think that's a good good place to uh, stop the episode. But tell us a little bit about where people can find out about you, websites, um, you know, where you want to send them. Credibility calendar we mentioned earlier. Yep. Everything everything about Michael is at paperbackexpert.com. You'll find the credibility calculator there. You'll hear all about what we do, how we serve business owners. You can connect with me. I've got all kinds of free trainings there and paperbackexpert.com. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing all your nuggets of wisdom. You're welcome, Bethany. This has been lots of fun. Thank you for having me here. If you enjoyed this episode of the Time to Thrive podcast, check out our other resources for business owners and entrepreneurs at timetothrivemembership.com. Running a business is more challenging than ever before. Time to Thrive is where you can get marketing training, group coaching, and community support. Visit timetothrivemembership.com to learn more.